Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday morning, September the 23rd, uh, Sugarcane Festival weekend, the 79th annual Sugarcane Fair. Anyway, uh, so limited parking downtown here. Uh, you know, all the uh, festival the parades and the uh, fair are all here in Bellini Plaza, so very, very limited parking, if any parking at all, folks. So, anyway, uh, meanwhile, Jeff, high school football last night got a few scores here. Boy, the Generate Tigers, uh, I think that's their third win of the year, too. Uh, they beat Centerville 8 uh, nothing. good for the Tigers of uh, Generate. It's been a long time since I think they've won three games in uh, a season, so uh, good luck to them. Elsewhere, uh Lorville, North Vermillion came to town. The Patriots uh, handed Lorville a loss, 35-21. to uh, Katiana, another score here. Uh, the Rams, uh, the Wrecking Rams all over Lafayette High, 55-6. to Wow. St. John, the, the same St. John team, uh, a couple areas schools have already played. Uh, St. John hands West St. Mary a 41 to nothing licking. Wow. Elsewhere, Hanson over uh, Highland Baptist, 35 to nothing. Jeff, and uh, we've got a whole host of games tonight. Of course, you're going to be at uh, Nish where the Yellow Jackets host the Sharks. Should be an interesting ball game, too. Yeah. I'll add one more score since uh, it's in Highland Baptist District, Central Catholic Morgan City. They beat Covenant Christian 48-12. to Oh, wow. So uh, a lot of high-scoring games there. Uh, but Generette, I'm proud of the Tigers. You know, they've had some rough years, Jeff, uh, as you know. And good to see them. Uh, they've won their third game this year. Of course, they probably belonged in single A. They never should have been uh, elevated to double A over the years. And uh, even though they do have a state championship in basketball in the last 10 or 15 years. So uh, good luck to the Tigers at Generette. Uh, always good to see uh, putting forth good effort. Yep. I'll, I'll look forward to seeing them uh, match up against Highland uh, a couple of weeks from now. That's right. That's right. We'll have them on the air. Also, NFL last night, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I should say uh, Cleveland. I, I have my, maybe my score backwards here. To, uh, I think it was Cleveland. Cleveland won. Yeah, 29-17 to 17 last night uh, over the uh, Steelers. And uh, elsewhere, college football. They had three games last night that I was aware of. West Virginia puts it all over Virginia Tech. 33 to 10 coastal of course the cajuns don't play coastal this year unless they play in the championship game they down georgia state 41 24 and the fighting Illini. i have a little association with that since my uh, grandfather went to school up in illinois in champagne I, I partied at u of i many times <laughs> I, I i went to northern illinois but my, one of my best friends went to u of i and uh definitely halloween's we would uh, head on over there huge Huge festival. Well, my grandpa ended, uh, went to uh, Illinois, the Fighting Illini, as a young man back in the day. And uh, he was born in Westville, Illinois, which I think is a, like 10 or 12 miles below Decatur, Illinois, or somewhere up in that vicinity, right there on the uh, border of uh, Illinois and Indiana. So uh, elsewhere, Jeff, uh, of course, the Saints uh, travel to Carolina this weekend to take on uh, the Panthers and uh Nine New Orleans Saints players were listed on the injury report during the week for the third game. But I'm hearing good news about Paulson Adebo. Uh, the, uh, his ankle injury is starting to come along. He was limited in practice along with all the other injured Saints, Kamara, Ramchek, uh, Smith, Hill, May, Winston, Prentice, and uh, Hardy. So hopefully Adebo, we can get him back. Don't know. Um, I think the starting quarterback uh, is a guy by the name of Mayfield for the Panthers. So, somebody, yeah. 
<laughs> I think I think he's still the starter. It's been a tough start. One of the few zero and two teams. That's right. So let's hope uh, the Saints can keep them zero and three this week. Uh, so uh, Saints go in. I think a two point pick too in that game, uh, with the over and under somewhere in the forties. I do believe. Uh, low scoring game. Yeah, how's Winston uh, doing uh, with his ribs? He's, you know, they uh, list him as uh, back and ankle. He, he refuses to make it an issue, though, which I respect. He's not making any excuses. Says he's focused. Uh, yeah, there's some pain there, but when he's on the field uh, at game time, he, he's focused. Uh, he, he gets it out of his head, and um, hopefully he's not just saying that. Hopefully he is able to do it. I, you know, I think a lot of us uh, would understand if he begged off, but he wants to get in there and get the job done. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he can have a little better. You know, other than that fourth quarter against the Falcons in the first game of the year, uh, the Saints offense is just uh, really stale. Yeah, someone I mean, made the stale. comment. Yeah, Saints have had one good quarter this That's year. That's it. That's about it. You know, that That is it. And they just, uh, they uh, like I offensively, said. Offensively, defensively, they've played pretty well. Except yes. that fourth quarter, the uh, other game. Well, they struggled a little bit early against Atlanta, but. Uh, got it together when they needed to, and then continued it uh, into the fourth quarter uh, last Sunday. They did. That they did. Of course, uh, they will be on the road again to take on the Panthers up in uh, Carolina. If you can remember last year, after the Saints looked yeah. so good beating the Packers in Jacksonville, a home game in Jacksonville because of Ida, and then uh, they just stunk up the place over in uh in Carolina, that second game, I think they got beat 26-7 or 27-26-6 or something of that nature. And just uh, then they picked up a little steam. They went 5-2, and two and Winston went down. Uh, the rest uh, with three other quarterbacks uh, pretty much told the year. Probably could have won two, possibly three more games if they had a decent kicker with Lutz yeah. being out for the year. But that's all uh, – uh, water under the bridge. Histoire. So, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much uh, said and done in that regard. So uh, just trying to Although see. you hope it is motivation. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they remember that uh, situation and uh, let, let it be uh, something to light a fire. Yeah, and uh, we hope that that might be the case. So some other big games in the NFL this weekend you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, Kansas City's going to journey to Indianapolis. And, you know, the uh, Matty Ice uh, deal hadn't looked real, real good right now for Indianapolis. But, but the Colts are saying they're, they love him. They love him. They love his work ethic, his attitude. They're, they're still confident in the move, uh, but they ain't paying off yet. No. And uh, to a game of two undefeated Sunday at noon, uh, the Buffalo and the Miami go at each other. That's going to be an interesting contest. Has Miami arrived or – is Buffalo still a prohibitive favorite uh, playing Do in you Miami? Know it is in Miami? Yes, the game is in Miami. And then they'll probably play in Buffalo in uh, December. Oh, yeah. You know, so Miami. <laughs> when they, it's cool. They, they should swap those games and yeah. play in Buffalo this week and play in Miami uh, in the, the next time they play them. Yeah, Buffalo's a five-point pick, uh, 52 and a half as the over and under of that game. Elsewhere, some other interesting games. Uh, uh, you know, the Jets are 1-1. One one. Cincinnati's 0-2. Joe Burrow, you know, he's had a rough time so far. I think they've already sacked him. I don't know if he, they've sacked him as many as 10 times yet this year. And uh, the the Bengals just haven't put it together yet. Uh, can they do it in New York? Or, or I should say in New Jersey against the Jets? 
time will tell. That's a 12 o'clock game also. Uh, just looking at some other games uh, uh, here. The Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. It's going to be an interesting game in Tampa. As, uh, that's a 3.30 game, a 3.25. Oh, both quarterbacks with some hand issues, perhaps. Yes. Tom Brady uh, apparently was uh, dealing with a little pain in his throwing hand, and Aaron Rodgers, um, that, that was better known uh, a week ago. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, uh, Tampa Bay is only giving up uh, six points a game, or six and a half points a game. Uh, they beat the Saints uh, 20-10, and they beat uh, Dallas 19-13. A 19-3, excuse yeah. me. And really that last touchdown the Saints scored was kind of a garbage touchdown. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll let you score. Just um, you got to drive to waste some time. So that, that'll be an interesting game. Of course, the Monday night game is Dallas journeys to New York to take on the, the Giants, who are 2-0, and and Dallas is 1-1. One one. So uh, some interesting games in the NFL this weekend in that regard. So uh, we'll stay on tune with that. Um, not sure if there's any other breaking news. Coming out of the NFL, other than uh, the rival Browns taking down the Steelers, so uh, the Steelers um, trying to get things together for them right now with a new quarterback. It's hard to believe. Our, our well, Jerry Jones uh, had some interesting comments okay. about his quarterback situation. We're, we're ready, far away. He would welcome a quarterback controversy. Uh, he said something to the uh, effect he would walk to New York if he thought there was going to be a quarterback controversy. Uh, uh, he wants Cooper Cush to make life difficult uh, for the uh, Cowboys in that he wants uh, him to maybe challenge Dak Prescott uh, to do something. Uh, would assume the starting role once he's healthy enough to play, but he said, of course I would, of course. That means we'd have one. If he comes in there and plays as well as Prescott played, Brush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk to New York to get that. As Jones spoke, thoughts of uh, 2016 emerged. Prescott was a rookie fourth-round pick that year, filling in for an injured Tony Romo, who hurt his back in a preseason game. After losing the season opener that year, the Cowboys won a franchise record 11 straight games, and Romo never got his uh, starting gig back. That's that's right. But but he's making more money in the broadcast booth, which which amazes me still. Yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, I'm curious if uh, Jerry Jones would decide to walk. Would anybody pick him up? No. No. You're on your own. You know, he's the only NFL owner that has his own television show. You know, and, and I'm sure he bought it. Yeah, and basically he ran off his best coach he ever had, his college uh, teammate uh, from Arkansas, Jimmy Johnson, who led them to two Super Bowl titles and probably a third when Barry Switzer collected his leftover team. Exactly. And you know, there was a year off. Um, you know, they won three out of four. And they really haven't done much since. And uh, you you got to sit there and point the, the finger at the guy who owns the team as the general manager, uh, overall dictator of the Dallas Cowboys. you got to point the finger at him. Yeah, and he, uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, they've won one or maybe two playoff games in that time period since uh, Switzer left. I, I, I want to say Tony Rome only won one playoff game in his tenure. Did they, but I couldn't say otherwise. Did they win one last year? They may have won one last year or the year before. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I laugh because uh, at one time Dallas dominated the Saints. But uh, the one year the, the, the Dallas won their first Super Bowl in the year 
the football year of 71. The Saints beat them that year. Uh, and I think that was one of maybe uh, four or five Saint wins that year. But they beat the Cowboys. I remember that vividly in O2 Lane Stadium when Archie Manning was the quarterback for the uh, Saints. Uh, so, uh, and of course, uh, Dallas stopped the Saints 13-0 and record back in uh, 09 when the Saints won their only Super Bowl. The Cowboys beat them that year, I think, 21-17, something of that nature, 24-17. But uh, Saints score late to get it close, but uh, couldn't pull it out. And then the Saints going to lose two more games to Tampa Bay and Carolina, but uh, end up winning the Super Bowl that year. So uh, things are crazy and strange, but uh, they come around. They, they did win a playoff game in 18 2018 they beat seattle 24 to 22 last year they lost to san francisco in a wild card round 23 to 17 and then uh, they won a playoff game in 2014 uh, beat detroit uh, which isn't saying much other than what was amazing is detroit got into the postseason uh 2009 they beat philadelphia in a wild card game but lost the next week and then you got to go back to 96 uh, when they won their last playoff game before that. Uh, they beat Minnesota in a wild card game but lost in the divisional game to Carolina. And that was a magical year for Carolina advancing to the NFC championship game in what was their maybe second, third year. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, anyway, uh, you saw where NBA Commissioner Adam Silver uh uh, that Robert Sarva is going to sell his team. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about that during Tesh Matters. Uh, he is uh, he, he made mention that he's started the process, and I'm sure there was some pressure in which to do so. Uh, uh, I'm glad uh, the NBA players uh, started stepping up. Guys like Steph Curry, LeBron James, saying, "Hey, it's time for him to go." Yeah, and and he'll probably make some money off the deal. Oh, you don't deal, think he won't? You, know? you don't think he won't? But, but good, get him out of the game. He doesn't uh, need to be there. They're talking about two two possible prospective buyers at Jeff Bezos and uh, Disney's former CEO Bob Iger, among people who have expected to have some interest in uh, that particular team. You know, also I, I don't know if you realize that two major league franchises are on the on the block too. Uh, Lerner, uh, the t- the family that owns the Washington Nationals, uh, are expected to sell the Nationals by the end of the year and that it could go for as much as two billion dollars and longtime angels owner Artie moreno yeah. announced his intentions to sell the team last month so uh, yeah, they, they've had a dispute with the city of anaheim over the lease uh, maybe there was some tampering of some sort um in uh, the angels were actually going to buy the stadium that's right and they've been leasing it from the city of anaheim for quite uh, the entirety of their uh, franchise i would imagine since uh, the stadium opened up or certainly since they, uh, I don't know, uh, when they renovated the stadium, I know the city of Anaheim had a lot to do with the, the funding for it, but uh, the opening, the building of um, the Big A, I'm not sure if uh, the Cowboy ever had anything to do with that. Yeah, I don't think he did. The singing Cowboy, Gene Autry, was the original owner of the Angels, uh, and uh, he owned that team until, I think, his death and sometime in the late 90s, maybe. I think he died a year or two before Just the Angels. Just before they won it. They yeah. won the World Series in 02 against the Giants. And uh, Gene Archer, just a peach of a guy, uh, famous for his Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, anyway, you know, other teams that uh, I thought were being sold by now, of course, the Portland Trailblazers along with the Seahawks. You know, when at Paul Allen's uh, death, I think his sister's been managing his uh, wife, trust. I believe uh, wife. Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, uh, 
I thought he mentioned something in his uh, will that he uh, stipulated his trust to be liquidated upon his death. Hmm. So, uh, and he's been dead a few oh, years now. Years, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, uh, Paul Allen. If you don't know him, he was also uh, uh, the initial uh, uh, Microsoft uh, uh, partner with uh, Mr. Gates. So uh, he's got plenty of money. So can't, or can't. his estate. <laughs> yeah, correct verb there. Can't take it with him. That's right. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll see what he's he's going to have. Uh, Chiefs uh, thirteen and two in September when he starts. So, uh, Mr. We'll September. That's right. That's right. As uh, <laughs> we've had Mr. October and also Mr. November in baseball, but in the meantime, uh, just looking over some notes here uh, in uh, a lightning round here, um, trying to see. Uh, of course, did you see where LSU, the NCA, handed LSU yeah. a, a recruiting violation, posing a one-year probation? I'm not sure what that probation uh, is is about. Uh, the limited number of official visits. I think you're allowed uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 75 each year. LSU, they were cut 20 scholarship uh, visits, I should say, not scholarships, visits. So to bring in prospective recruits. And, of course, the investigation to the basketball program is still ongoing uh, but, uh, uh, you know, when I hear of imposing probation, that means no bowl game. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Not, no, not in this case. So uh, I don't know what fact, probation they, means. You know, that, hey, we're watching you. Yeah. And if you do it again, you, not necessarily the death penalty, but uh, the, the hammer would come down that much har- harder. Is that not like double secret probation, no. though? Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, and, and the good if there is good news, it goes back to the prior administration, nothing to do with this current one. And, again, um, hopefully they write that ship uh, and play by the rules because they will be watched. Yeah, just uh, running around the lightning round. Uh, it looks like the Celtics, uh, their coaches, uh, got some uh, issues too. Consensual relationship <laughs> with a staffer, and I don't know if he failed to report it to HR or, or if, it, again, consensual. But oh, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, so uh, the Celtics uh, and uh, the season, the basketball season is just around the corner, too, uh, a few yeah. weeks. And, you know, again, this is a guy in his first year took him to the NBA Finals. And the team made it clear, hey, he, he, he's, he's keeping his job, but he's going to be suspended for a year and give Give him time to maybe marry that staffer. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure either uh, in that regard. So, uh Anyway, uh, pretty much uh, what's taking place all through uh, sports and all. So uh, let's go ahead and take our first break of the morning. We'll come back with a little baseball news. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240 by your sports. We'll be back with more after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your people. Of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's Festival Week, and the QT is your Sugarcane Festival HQ. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you a cover for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in the Berry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. 
Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, uh, September the 23rd. And a little baseball news. Of course, uh, Mr. Aaron Judge, uh, one homer away from 61, uh, speculation, uh, could he tire surpass Roger Maris' AL record of 61 by the time uh, uh, we back on the air here, Jeff, uh, Monday? So, uh, anyway, uh, and Major League Baseball has a way to verify all those balls uh, with regards to all these home runs. Uh, of course, Albert Pujol sitting on 698. Uh, the ball from Aaron Judge is uh, basically uh, uh, milestone should uh, – should be uh, marked, I think. With uh, I'm trying to remember the marking on the ball. I can't. The, the, what I saw was uh, a sixty. Okay. Okay. And I, it it seemed kind of just like written on with a marks a lot, which I thought was weird. I thought it would be something that was stamped or something that would be tough to duplicate. Yeah. But it didn't seem like it would be tough. Like to duplicate. that hard. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they, they they marked those balls, I think, even when McGuire and Sosa were hitting home runs back in 98. Uh, I think they had some kind of marking on the ball to uh, to preserve uh, that particular ball. Uh, and like What if said, it gets fouled off? Yeah, true. You know, then someone's got, you know, something's oh, weird yeah. about that. It just, anyway, uh, 
not sure uh, how to distinguish it. Maybe they put it under a micro on one of these lamps or something. To, who knows? Anyway, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Judge could knock one or two of them out the park uh, this weekend. He gets a 62. Hopefully Monday we'll know that answer for sure. Hit, hit one close. Uh, fooled the cameras yeah. yesterday. Uh, and Pujols, uh, yeah, his last at bat. Uh, it, I, it, no, no, it wasn't. And his second at bat, he hit one against the left field wall. Yeah. And then his third or fourth at bat, he hit one out in right center, but was on the warning track, not necessarily sitting on that. St. Louis finally found some at-bats, though. Huh? Yeah, they finally, uh, thanks to the rookie, Donovan, uh, who hit the, his 100th hit in baseball was a grand slam. And they take down the uh, Padres, who had been playing very well. Uh, Cardinals just – Cardinals been getting good pitching. They just can't hit the ball right now. And they did that in 2015, the year they won 100 games. And before you could uh, say playoffs, they were gone. And uh, and they, I think that's what started the uh, uh, the Tumathern to get rid of him. Uh, and it came uh, two years later when they let him go. Elsewhere um, uh, this weekend, of course, a lot of college football on tap uh, as the Tigers uh, take on New Mexico in a big, uh, I should say, a big game. But um, LSU's got a chance to uh, work on their offense, I do believe, as they're, I think, a 30-point pick or four touchdowns or more. Uh, UL travels to Monroe to take on uh, the Warhawks. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, game uh, uh, as the Cajuns uh, – their 15-game winning streak uh, went by the wayside last week because they just didn't play well against Rice. And teams have those days. It caught up with the Cajuns as uh, they get beat by Rice. I believe it was 33-21 to 21, uh, over in Houston. So uh, we'll see. And, and while you never like to lose a game, uh, sometimes it, it's what you need to uh, check uh, your deficiencies. And, yeah, yeah. And find a little of those flaws. And you know, there's also a little bit of pressure to that. Uh, there is. That, that, so it relieves a little pressure on the team, uh, but uh, going forward, uh, uh, hopefully uh, they learn something from it. Yeah, uh, of course, high school uh, football tonight. Jeff, you'll be at Nish as the Yellow Jackets take on the Sharks of uh, Southside in a big district battle. So we'll see if the Yellow Jackets get back on the winning track. They come in one and two in the year. Uh, having lost their last game last week uh, or eight days ago against the Cadiana, the Wrecking Rams, and the Wrecking Rams are back on track again. They scored 55 last night on Lafayette. We'll see how the uh, Yellow Jackets can do as they host the Sharks in our game. A 6.15 airtime, a 7 o'clock kickoff uh, for Kane Radio tonight. Um, elsewhere, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you have any other breaking headlines that we can go into today in sports history, September 23rd. Well, yeah, I did see this story earlier in the year, and maybe they marked it after – the A60, maybe after he had hit it. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the picture I saw. Here, here's uh, what uh, the New York Times had. All right. Um, they'll not be ju- – uh, it, was, it was a special ball prepared just for him, and the rest of the balls he swings at this year will be similarly distinct. They will not be juiced with extra bounce, nor will they have raised laces or anything else that could impact their flight patterns, but they will be marked with something so secret and – so subtle that Major League Baseball will not reveal exactly what it is. It's part of MLB's authentication program, a system designed to ensure that game memorabilia verified as genuine. It was first put into action for Judge in the ninth inning of the Yankees' win on Sunday in Milwaukee, which was his first trip to the plate after he had hit 59. From that point on, all the balls that Judge swings at for the rest of the season 
as he, of course, looks to pass uh, Roger Maris. Uh, will contain two special markings. One is coated stencil visible to the naked eye. The other is a covert marking that requires special technology to see, as you kind of yeah. uh, alluded to there. Yeah. The ball that was retrieved by a fan given to judge after the Yankees uh, win Tuesday night was examined and determined to be the right ball. So uh, they do have a method, and it is a little bit more covert than uh, what I initially <laughs> saw. They must have wrote that after he hit the home run. Yeah, and uh, just uh, playing up. So the commissioner uh, trying to stay on top of that in the meantime. So today in sports history, uh, September 23rd, uh, in 1926, the upset of the decade, that was when Gene Tunney beats uh, defending champion Jack Dempsey by a 10-round unanimous decision at uh, Sesco Centennial Stadium, later known as JFK, uh, in Philadelphia. So the world heavyweight boxing title. Of course, they, uh, they fought three times, I do believe, and I think Tunney beat him twice in that regard. In 33, the Yankees commit five errors, three by shortstop Frank and Crossetti as they beat the Red Sox 16-12 to at Fenway. Frank Crossetti was the third base coach for the Yankees, I think, for 30 years. He wore number two. Of course, uh, uh, Der- Derek Jeter t- took that number over in later years, but Frank Crossetti was a shortstop with the Yankees back then. In 39, Cookie Lavagetto goes six for six for the Dodgers, and they get 27 hits as they beat the Phillies 22 to four. Of course, uh, Cookie Lavagetto is world-renowned back in the 40s and early 50s as breaking up the first no-hitter. There was two outs in the ninth inning in the World Series, the Yankees and the, uh, the Dodgers, and Cookie Lavagetto, an outfielder for the Dodgers, gets a base hit, a double, and the Dodgers go on to win that game with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and break up probably the first no-hitter in World Series history. Of course, the, uh, the first no-hitter in World Series history was the perfect game by Don Larson in 56. Elsewhere in 1949, Bill Veck, he goes at it again. You know, the Indians won the World Series the year before. On this date, he hosts funeral services to bury the 48 pennant. Bill Veck just always had something different. 1952, the first closed-circuit t- pay-TV telecast of a sporting event uh, took place on this date, 1952. 1952, undefeated heavyweight champion Rocky Marciano knocks out champion uh, Jersey Joe Walcott in the 13th round at Municipal Stadium in Philadelphia for the world heavyweight boxing title. In 1962, Dodger shortstop Maury Wills, and we didn't talk about him uh, to uh, Jeff with the no. death of Maury Wills, who was just a great ambassador for baseball, breaks Ty Cobb's 1950. Uh, Major League steals record by recording 97th steal. Of course, Tob had the record at 96 for many years. On his way to 104 steals that year. Of course, Lou Brock broke it in 74, and Ricky Henderson came along and broke it, uh, and he ended up stealing 130 bases in one season, which is wow, just unbelievable. But Maury Wills, what a great ball player, MVP in the National League in 62, and the Dodgers. Uh, don't play in the World Series as the Giants uh, win the playoff. They played two out of three games that year in 62. And I can remember hustling home to school because it was on the West Coast. The games didn't start until uh, 2.30 or something of that nature, uh, maybe 2 or uh, 3 o'clock. And it's not like they didn't have lights. That's right. You know, I, I, but, but again, I, I'm 
I'm a big fan of day baseball, but if it's the only game going on, put it in prime time. That's right. Anyway, uh, the Dodgers get beat by the Giants. The Giants lose the World Series to the Yankees in 62. When Willie McCovey hits a line drive with the bases loaded, they get beat by one run. Bobby Richardson makes the catch. The Giants would have won the uh, World Series that year. They were tied at three games apiece. Elsewhere in 79 on this date, Lou Rock steals his 938th base, and that was his final base of his career for the St. Louis Cardinals. Also in 1984, 49er quarterback Joe Montana misses his first start in 49 games on this date. And 84 also, Sparky Anderson, the first manager to win 100 games in both leagues. Also in this date in 2018, 39-year-old New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees throws a 17-yard pass to Michael Thomas to become the NFL career pass leader, breaking Brent Favre's record of 6,300 completions. Of course, the Saints go on to beat the Falcons 43-37. to Birthdays today, 1943, born on this date, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, football coach with the Browns, Chiefs, and NFL Coach of the Year in 04 with the Chargers. Born in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, also born on this date, 1962, John Harbaugh, the NFL coach, Super Bowl champ in 2012 with the Ravens. Still with the Ravens, born in Toledo, Ohio. And a, a death on this date, Jeff, uh, to heart with you. College football Hall of Fame halfback and four-time Pro Bowler. Two-time NFL rushing leader with the Bears and the source for the TV movie. Brian Song, Gail Sayers, died on this date from dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, disease at age 77 and uh, had some local ties yeah he sure did also the quote of the day I went back to Gail Sayers he uh, made this famous quote and also a book came out of it I the am lo- third yep I, I knew it the Lord is first my friends are second and I am third of course the book uh, I am third Sayers wrote about his attitude and life as a player in person it was also the inspiration for the uh, infamous movie Brian's song with uh Con uh, and uh, also I'm trying to remember the uh, the actor who played Gail Sayers in that movie. But uh, what Billy, a great movie. Billy! Yeah, Billy. Yeah, you also was in Star Wars. Yes. a few years later. I, I can't believe I yeah, can't I remember know, I know his you, name. I see him, but you can't. And remember James Con is yeah, James uh, Brian. Was Brian Piccolo. Yeah, from Billy Wake D. Forest. Williams. Billy D. Williams, correct. Anyway, we got it. Um, Jeannie Morris co-wrote that with Gail Sayers. Uh, All right. the, the book. Uh, and uh, she was the wife of a Bear teammate, Johnny Morris, Johnny Morris okay. who went on to be a Chicago sportscaster and did for CBS when uh, the NFL games, the NFC games were on CBS uh, back in the 70s. He usually did the Bear games, too. Um, and, you know, he was the National Football League's uh, single-season reception leader, I think, at one time. Johnny Morris with the Bears. He caught over 100 balls, I think, one season back in the day. Yeah. Can't remember who was throwing it to him, but uh, whether it be Bobby Douglas or one of those quarterbacks back Maybe in the Jack day. Jack Kincannon. Yeah, one of those. Uh, I think he held the single season until he was eclipsed uh, years later. Of course, Michael Thomas Maybe. now holds the record with the Saints. Uh, with that. Sure, it's been passed over many times, especially since they throw the ball oh, so yeah. much more than they yeah. did in the 60s. Back then, if you threw it 25 times a game, you were passing a down. You know, with uh, with that regard. Anyway, that's uh, today in the sports history, September 23rd uh, uh, here. And uh, also remind folks that the Sugarcane Festival is going on downtown, so streets will be blocked later on today. I'm sure Jeff not, will not have till some. 530. But, uh, but uh, streets will be back uh, over the weekend, too, I do believe. They'll be blocked. So uh, Parking limited, so uh, be careful. Anyway. Move in and a boot. 
Yes, that's right. So, uh, anyway, back to you, Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you have any breaking headlines or no, did sports, not, sports stories. Didn't see any, uh, but uh, again, we'll remind you that our show brought to you in part by Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district 49, and again, that election next fall. The Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, and Still a big weekend there as well. A note cover as uh, the Cajun Company Band there tonight. Swampland Revival tomorrow. And again, Sunday afternoon, uh, our good friend Chad LeBlanc and the Bad Boys. Sunday afternoon at 2. Um, so again, check it out at the Quarter Tavern this weekend. L.A. Classic Roofing. The Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Headache and Pain Center and Schwing Insurance. Appreciate their support. News is up next. Brought to us by... David Funeral Homes after this short break. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's festival week and the QT is your sugarcane festival, HQ. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. 